0: is against the ways of God. We live in a place or a land uh, where our, our mindset are, are against all that the Bible stands for. So in this day, there is pressure being put on us. You know, I, I was at a conference and I, I met with a bunch of pastors that run fairly big churches around the world. And one of the guys there was talking, he's got a really big church in the middle of Indonesia, uh, which is the largest Muslim nation in the world. And he's got a great church there. And he was sharing about uh, the persecution of, that happens over there in regards to uh, somebody was actually beheaded in front of their church uh, as they're as saying, you know what, this is what we think of Christians. And I sat back and thought, I, I thought, number one, praise God, I don't live there. Uh, and number two was, well, that's not the persecution we're under uh, here. But then I thought about it, our persecution is, not, is no less powerful. Even though it's not violent, it's subtle and it's very real. It speaks against the values of what we believe. Uh, and, and what the Bible says to be true and amen. And so that's what God and culture is. It's now speaking to us as believers uh, about the need to understand that, that, that in today's culture, everything's going to start to come against you and put pressure on you to make excuses for what people think God should do or not do. Yeah. Uh, and so we're speaking to God and culture. Today's, tonight's message is uh, called The Never Ending Story, or Never Ending Word, Never Ending Story. Uh, the, <laughs> This, this series goes on forever and ever and ever. All right. um, the never-ending word. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that society really pushes against hard, I believe, is the word commitment. Wow. Yeah, wow. It, it is such a non-used, non a non-liked or loved word in our day and age, the word of the sense of commitment. You know, words like uh, covenant, pledge, vow... Uh, accountability, loyalty uh, are like really scary words in today's society Uh, I mean once upon a time you could make an agreement on a handshake now you need five lawyers and an accountant in the room just to make sure it's done Uh, we live in a day where covenant or commitment or even to the point where it's about my rights um, my freedom my life, my fun my lifestyle, we live in a day of what about me That's all I'm doing. (laughs) What about me? We live in a day where where our rights seem more important than society's rights. That somebody who does something wrong in society uh, gets very low punishment in jail compared to what they've done as a crime. Uh, It's all more about how do people feel. And unfortunately, that pressure on us, the church, starts to push us away from the concept of commitment. And commitment is a very powerful thing from the Bible's perspective. God is a God of commitment. He's a God of covenant. He's a God of pledge. He's a God of vow. Uh, uh, marriage is a, is such a bandied word today where there were people even, uh, the thought of that fear of committing, we use the word partner now. and just People live together uh, rather than get married. Why? Because it takes out the commitment to it. And if it doesn't work, we can pull away easily and back off and start again. If things go wrong in our marriage, then it's easier to say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Now, I just... Stand on that for a second. Um, If you're in an abusive situation in your marriage, you need to speak to a pastor about it. I'm not saying you go back because you're battered, bruised, or beaten by somebody. I'm saying outside of that, we need to make sure we understand the power of commitment because there's a biblical value of what God and how God wants us to live. When I I got married a bunch of, actually next week, my marriage, uh, our uh, wedding um, anniversary, anniversary, that's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) And it was one of those words. I was going through birthday, Christmas, Easter, uh, anniversary. Uh, yeah, I think it's 36 years or something. We'll be married next, uh, you know, next week. And I'm so glad I remembered. I'll put that in my phone I so don't forget on the day and, uh, and do that. Um, but back then when I got married, man, um, marriage counseling back then outside of the church was, you'll be sorry. That was it, you know, like, that was it, you, you know, you, you'd understand what you're getting into, the commitment of it. And uh, the reason that um, people are against the value of commitment is because society and especially the media, are, rather than looking at the benefits, they look at the cost of commitment. There's this, there's this speaking to how bad it is, how wrong it is, how what you won't work out the best for you in the long run. And so commitments become a very delicate issue in today's world. And it's embracing the church, all right? You know what statistics tell me in, uh, today about Western church-going people is that they come once a month. Yeah. Wow. Once a month is the average. Now, of course, I don't have to tell you this, you're here. Unless this is your once a month. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I remember when I got saved, it was twice on a Sunday, uh, a life group during the week, and then I was doing some sort of outreach on a Friday night. And I'm not saying we go back to that. I'm saying you can see the pressure of society and culture on church life. And we hope that our once a month is enough. Is enough. And I wish it was. It would saved me a lot of work if church was once a month. And that's all we need, but it's not enough. And I see that we need to understand the power of commitment. So the world is saying, hey, the cost of commitment's too great. Don't, don't, don't be that committed. But the truth is, the benefits of commitment always outweigh the cost of commitment. Right. That's the truth, all right? <laughs> this is the biblical truth. This is not the society truth, not media truth, fake news. It's nothing like that. This is biblical truth that commitment always. The, cost, the benefits of commitment always outweigh the cost of commitment. Yes. The only thing that suffers through commitment is selfishness. Wow. Yeah. And be assured, if it suffers, you will become more. And strangely enough, you'll end up with more. Yeah. And yet the the, the, the the pressure from the world is that commitment will cause you to have no fun. less uh, You won't have as much. You won't have your rights. All that sort of thing. But it's not true. Commitment to a person, to a family... Uh, to a group, a life group, to a church, to God, has incredible benefits. We have been lied to about commitment. Uh, Well, commitment's going to have a dull, boring life. No, commitment will set you free. Commitment gives you more than if you don't commit to things. Be assured, you will commit to something, even if it's your own selfishness. You will commit somewhere. And, but I, I found in life that it always the, the costs are there, but it always the benefits always outweigh the costs. When I am, when I met Lee, my wife, who uh, we're going to be married for about thirty-six years next week, um, I, 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 I had I had another love, surfing, and I, I loved it that I can go surfing anytime I wanted. And then I met Lee, and I've got a dilemma, because I love her but I love surfing. I, I love my space and God gave me a space invader. And I, I had to make a choice. I had to lay something down. Was it to be the board or the girl? The cost of commitment. I said, all right. I, I laid down. I sold my surfboard. Now, I didn't tell her this. I didn't go, "Hey, I just want you to know. I sold the board because of you." No, it wasn't that. I did it secretly, and I laid down that, object, you know like, that passion, that thing of mine, and said, "You know what, I'm going to commit to my marriage." And, and, and it was really funny, because it actually took over a year for her to notice, which was really depressing. <laughs> that it took her that long to realize I'd gone to all that trouble. And she said, "How do you love surfing?" That's amazing that you did this. Why don't you go and buy a new surfboard? See, the cost of commitment was I had to lay down the surfboard. The benefit of commitment, I had the girl and the surfboard. (laughs) See, in commitment we think we're going to lose, but actually in commitment you actually gain more than you think you're going to get. Commitment's a very powerful thing. Commitment has two major parts that I want to share about tonight. And the first part is this, is that there is a connected part uh, that that when you're connected or committed, there is a transference effect. What you connect to or commit to, you absorb from. And it's important you realise that. So number one, it's really important who or what you connect to or commit to. That's why we try to give pre-marriage counseling to young people about they're going to get married and and, uh, they're saying this and this and they're looking at each other like, this will never happen to us. We're in love. We're in love. We're in love. And uh, and that's wonderful that you're in love and that's an important thing. But it's such a big decision, you want to make sure you connect or commit to the right person as much as you can because you're going to draw from that person. Uh, and it's no good uh, if you've got a dream to be a lawyer in New York City and your partner wants to be a missionary in Africa. It doesn't matter if you love, doesn't matter. Somebody's going to have to lay down their dream somewhere and you need to get that sorted up front. So it's important who or what we commit to. It's important because there's a transference effect. Whatever you connect, whatever you abide in, whatever you commit to, you you absorb energy from and you give out things. So it's important, number one, that back in the 1500s in Scotland, the judicial system tried to make this a very visual concept about what you connect to, you become like. And what they decided to do is... Well, that sounds a lot better when I do that. that. What they decided to do was uh, if you murdered somebody, they would tie the murdered person around your body. So you are connected to the dead person. Uh, Knowing that full well, that you're not going to get invited to dinner anywhere. No one's going to say, hey, let's have coffee, bring your friend. Um, uh, They're not going to do that. So they know at the end, the result is that what you're connected to, you're going to become like. So number one, you understand. So what you are connected? That's why it's really important to make sure who and what you're committing and connecting to, and that's why it's important to make a commitment to God in His house, all right? Because you're in the right place at the right time. <laughs> Talk about being connected. I remember I was in uh, San Francisco uh, one time, and I was walking down the street, and there's uh, a couple coming towards me. that, I, I, I think it's an older word now, but they were, they were gothic in their look. Remember, Sir Rick? Uh, they had really over it. They were dressed in black. Um, he had the hair that went like this, yeah. Yeah. like ice cream cones had been on it for days, and um, and she was pale and they had lots of metal everywhere, you know, there was jingling and things like that, and on their coats and everything. And, and I was, oh like, yeah. And as I got closer, what I noticed is that they both had nose rings. Um, and uh, and what was really interesting wasn't just they had nose rings, uh, but there was a chain between his nose ring and her nose ring. Everywhere he went, she went. That's commitment. That, that is committed. I mean, everything within me wanted to go up and say, hey, look at that. But I'm a pastor. I can't, can't do those things. But I thought, what a, what a picture of Commitment. It's like, it's like when you see, um, you know, oxen in a field and they've got a yoke over them. They're, they're locked together. They're, they're, they've locked in. And uh, it's, a, it's a powerful thing when you realize uh, the power of being committed to one another. It's an inseparable look. And if you're connected and committed to the right things and the right people, you will draw from them and gain from them and become stronger, not weaker. Yeah. You won't end up with less, you'll end up with more. Yeah. You won't become less, you'll become more. By the sense of commitment, we have been lied to about commitment. It doesn't take away; it adds to us. And don't think this—you know doesn't apply to you. It applies to everybody. So let's not be afraid of it. Decide to commit, committed to God and His Church, and your position uh, will be to, your influence, your ability to see the victory in life will come in a greater capacity than you ever thought possible. Yeah. Three great rewards of um, of committing. To the purposes of God and church is this number one, it produces faith, hope, and strength. Yeah. It produces faith, hope, and strength. Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14 says this. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palate. This is Paul. Now, understand. Uh, if, if, Paul, if somebody should win an award for commitment, yeah. it should be Paul. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he was beaten. He was Every time he went into a new city, there was a banner over the main street that said, Welcome to our jails. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got beat up. He got locked. Most of the writings that we read, we think of a man maybe sitting in Fiji or a resort somewhere writing. Most of what he writes, he's in jail writing it. And, and here he is. He's right. He's in jail here, and he says, "I want you to know, brethren, that the things that have happened to me have actually turned out to the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to the rest that my chains are in Christ, that my commitment is in Christ, and most of the brethren. So there are other Christians in jail. All right, other brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains." So, number one is that your commitment will get you through the tough times. And number two, your commitment will help others get through the tough times. All right? Uh, becoming confident by my change, I'm much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul finds himself in jail. bunch of other Christians there, they're not doing so good. They're feeling the power or the, the weight of being inside. He gets there. His commitment becomes evident to the whole palace guard. Uh, doesn't matter what they do to me, we're going to win in this. That so They all get rallied and Paul's commitment changes their lives. I know that, um, uh, that it's been my experience, that it's my commitment to the cause of Christ that's got me through major problems in my life. Yeah. Major challenges. Because sometimes the feelings leave. Sometimes you don't feel like you want to do this. Sometimes you don't feel you should do this. But your commitment will help get you through those tough times. Without commitment, you give up too easy. Without a sense of commitment, people give up too easy. All right? So we want to make sure that we understand the power and value of commitment. So not only does commitment strengthen you, it also provides example to other people. It also allows them to see the great things and to face their journey. Um, and I've mentioned before that um, back in 2012, I ended up with throat cancer and lung cancer, and and uh, it was an <laughs> it's a funny combination because um, uh, <laughs> does it God ever confuse anybody else? Or is it just me? I, I think I think if you want to last the distance with God, you've got to love God for not just what He can do, but who He is. Yeah. Because there are going to become times in your world that don't make sense. And you mightn't get the prayer that you thought you should get at that time. And there's a higher way at work behind that. And in 2012, I had lung cancer and I had throat cancer. And uh, two primaries. Uh, they weren't secondaries. They were two really lucky. And, um, uh, and, and uh, they, they said to me, well, we, we found the throat. When we'll deal with that. So they, they did radiation and chemotherapy. Uh, which means they burnt my throat out with radiation. Uh, and uh, I had to put a tube in my stomach to eat through because I couldn't get food down my throat because it was already burnt out. I-, I couldn't sleep for months at a time. I couldn't talk for I don't know how long. And my wife, Lee, used to have to feed me through this tube. She loved it. She thought she was a nurse. <laughs> she'd pull out this big tube of stuff. It was always green. I don't know what she put in me. And she well, there it is. There's dinner. Enjoy that. And... Um, uh, uh, and, and it was really a tough time. It was, you know, like really horrible. And, and, and they said to me, look, if we found the lung cancer first, we would have dealt with that because it's more dangerous than the throat cancer. But now you're in the treatment for the throat cancer. We can't touch the lung till months down the road. till so you're better or stronger. So I'm going, great. And um, anyway, I get stronger, get better. I go in to have my scan. And they say, you know what? Your lung cancer is totally healed. The tumor has disappeared. Wow. God is, and they said, I said, Well, God has healed me, you know. And, uh, and they said, Well, we don't know what it is that happened, uh, but we're just saying the tumor's not there anymore. And I, and I praise God for that miracle, but I, my response was, Well, God, why didn't you do that with the throat? Would have saved us all a lot of trouble. You know. And so sometimes with God, it gets a little confusing. So your commitment to Him, even though you don't understand, is very important. Wow. Yeah, right. yeah. Because it won't always go reason-wise what you think. But I know this, that my healing wasn't just for me. Yeah. It was for other people. I got through it because of my commitment to Christ. Yeah. But other people now find faith and strength because of my change or my commitment to Christ yeah. wow. in that situation. Now we see more people heal of cancer than we ever have. Yeah. Yeah. So everything we go through is not just for us. Yeah. It's for somebody else as well. So that's why your commitment's so important in regards to that. So it's a very powerful thing. So committed, committed people inspire us. I can. Committed people challenge us. I will. Commitment gives us no room for bad behavior yeah. as a believer. <laughs> if you're committed to your wife, you've got no room for bad behavior. Yeah. If you're committed to God, then there's no room for You cannot be the Christian who has parking lot rage. Because somebody steals your parking spot at the mall, you speak to them in verbal finger language. Because next Sunday, they come to church and they see you. You can't. As, as a pastor, Lee and I cannot argue in public because too many people know us and I don't know them. So I don't know they're watching. I'm going through the airport. They said, sir, there's a metal object in your pocket. You need to be scanned. I just went over there, and I didn't have a metal object as far as I could tell. And uh, this girl's scanning me. She's going like this. And she says, you're all good, Pastor Mark. (laughs) Oh, and that was a great message on Sunday, too. Uh, Thank you, and I'm going, oh, thank God there's nothing in my pockets. I, I'm in a little town in New Zealand, um, and it's uh, a little town, <laughs> yeah, I know they're all little towns, um, uh, in, a ta- in, 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 a, in a town where I, I can't pronounce the name because of swearing in Australia, uh, <laughs> All right, and um, and I'm in the town and we were shot, Lee was in a shop, I was just standing outside like I usually do. And um, <laughs> uh, I get so bored. Anyway, the thing is, <laughs> amen. Um, when I go shopping, they say, do you want to try it on? I say, no. And uh, I just take it home and let Lee come back and change it for the right size the next day. <laughs> And this guy comes and says, oh, you're Pastor Mark Ramsey from City Point Church. I said, yes, I am. I said, oh, I love your preaching, your church, your music. It's just awesome. So good. And I'm thinking, he's, and we shake hands, and he's excited. I'm feeling good about myself, like after Caroline's introduction. And I'm thinking, in the little town that you can't pronounce because of was swearing, in New Zealand, somebody recognizes me. They, they knew me. And I'm feeling, oh, I'm pretty good about myself. He's that little, yeah, cool. Uh, Lee come back out. I thought I'd bring her in and, you know, just share what a good feeling I'm thinking. And I said, this guy, this little town, I can't swear. And, uh, and, 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 and she said, oh, that's good. And I said, yeah, I know it's good. She says, that means you will never be able to have an affair and get away with it. <laughs> I never got that out of our conversation. Was feeling really good about who I was. So even if it's a believer, if you if you live in a in a in a place of commitment, it will help your behaviour. It will help you stay the right place and do the right things because you're committed. You're locked in. This is important to you. All right. So commitment powerfully contagious and inspirational to others as well as keeping you on task the second thing about commitment the second benefit of commitment is it improves desired outcomes John chapter 15 verse 4 says this abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I want to assure you today that your commitment to God and His people, your life will be better off than when you weren't committed to Him. Yeah. Being committed and connected, planted, your life will see incredible results. Firstly, what you abide and connect in, connect to, you draw from and you gain the strength. The great thing about God is because we abide in Him, I can give Him my fears and He can give me His hope. Yeah. I-, I can give Him my weaknesses and He can give me His strengths. Uh, there's a, there's a, your, your outcomes are always markedly better when you're connected or committed to God. There's a transference principle. We are stronger together. That's why it's not the believer, it's the church. It's not the disciple, it was the disciples. It's never In God, nothing is by itself. It's always together. Yeah, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, it says this, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labour. But if they fall... One will, lift up, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. One horse can pull this much weight. Two horses doesn't double how much weight they can pull. It multiplies the effect that they can pull. Your commitment to one another uh, empowers you to be bigger and stronger than you could ever be alone. Yeah. I, I like it even without giving. It's the same thing. We could, we could give to a missions program individually, but if we give it together, yeah, exactly. it, it doesn't just add. It just doesn't add. It multiplies yeah. the power of what we can do and change people's lives. Together creates a multiplication factor. The Bible says one can put a 1,000 a flight. Right. Yeah. It doesn't say two can put 2,000 a flight. It says two can put 10,000 a flight. Yes. You improve your outcomes when you understand the power of commitment. And, uh, and again, as being the pastor for 17 years here at this church, and being the one who casts the vision, who's the, who's the one that rallies the team, who speaks live, vision and life uh, over the congregations. When I had cancer back in 2012, I became the victim. I was now not in charge. I was now needing help from people. And never have I recognised to that moment how beautiful the church really was. Because now it was my time to receive from people. I, I would go to treatment for chemotherapy and radiation, and I'd be in the waiting room speaking to other people that were there for the same sort of deal. And uh, I spoke to a bunch of people. And often their story was this. Um, where you live? Kabooltah uh, or Field or, or uh, Bribie Island. Oh, how would you get in? Oh, Train. You came all. The way. How are you getting home? Oh, by train. Public after your chemo, you're going to get on public transport. So who looks after you? No, no one. I live by myself. Yeah. So I'm thinking these people come in for going through this this trial, this tribulation, and here they are. Uh, me, on the other hand, yeah. man, I've got three quarters of the world's church praying for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've got I've got people in my that in my church that are giving Lee and I food and looking after us. We had drivers every day that, that would drive me into chemo and drive me home again. And, and it was so funny. Lee was so worried about germs because, you know, when chemo your, your immune system gets knocked down. So they all had to wear masks. It was hilarious. <laughs> it looked like an Asian tour group. and uh, <laughs> and uh, And then she would... Make them, you know, like sterilize the steering wheel every time they got out of the car and and the whole thing. And I thought, how lovely is the church? Because when I am weak, they can help get me strong. Don't ever ever pull back or pull away from what God has done in His church. The idea of it is amazing. So together, together it improves your desired outcomes. And the third thing, or the third benefit of commitment is that it brings rest and peace. Not rest in peace, Rest and peace. <laughs> Not rest in peace, rest and the peace. Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30, says this: "Come to me, Jesus speaking, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find ah, rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Uh, when I got saved and I read that scripture, I, I really didn't understand what yoke meant in this context. And I didn't. I actually, I had that picture of the oxen, right? <laughs> and I thought that yoke was talking about uh, that yoke, that, that big thing over the oxen's necks. And, and, and I remember... You know, I was in tears because I was just finding God out, and it was like He said, "I want you to be yoked to Me," um, and I'm thinking, "But it's easy and it's light." But a big, oh, that's not that light. And then I had this dream or picture or something of we were both under this yoke, and as we stood up, Jesus was about four inches taller than me, so I was still locked in, but all the weight went onto His shoulders. The rest went there. That's where it went. We were were together. And all of a sudden, I found more freedom than I'd experienced ever. And yet I was yoked. Then I I started studying the Bible, and I realized the yoke wasn't that. (laughs) The Yoke, in this context, is Jesus' teaching. So when they talk about yoke, this is the teaching. of He says, my teaching will bring rest to your souls. Put put my teaching on you, and you'll find freedom and comfort. Peace and rest doesn't come by doing what you want in life, being independent. It comes by taking on the yoke of Jesus Christ. It it, it seems like you're trapped, but truly you've been set free. You put that on and you'll find rest and peace in your soul. And together, if you put that church, the people of God around you, the same thing. You're together in this. There's not just one of you by yourself. Isn't it funny how people feel when they're alone compared to when they're with somebody else? Do you know when your kids get scared at night, the first place they go is into your bed? Why? And as soon as they hit your bed, they're good. Fear's gone. Because they're not alone anymore. And I don't know why God designed kids to sleep across the bed and not down the bed like the rest of us. I'm not sure what went wrong in their wiring. We'd probably just leave them there if they just did that. Or you're alone in a house and you're watching a a suspenseful movie. Man, you hear every noise in that house. Every... What's that? Every creak. Hello? Hello? And you know, if there's somebody else in that house, you don't hear one of those noises. Because together brings hope and rest and peace in our lives. That's That's why gangs are a thing they feel tougher when there's a I do always always feel tougher when there's a bunch of us and I feel that way about God and the church that I can stand in front of life and say you know what I'm not alone in this I've got the Father and I've got the church behind me because of that it gives me confidence and courage to face the situations that I might have to go through in life being yoked being connected committed brings peace rest in your soul amongst the stressful and uncertain worlds. Remember, peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is found in the presence of God. It's in that place you find peace when you're committed to Him. So why do people shy away from commitment? Because they've been lied to. <laughs> because culture has said commitment is not for today's, today's day. This is outlived. It's old. It's historical. But the truth is, it's a biblical value that will never change. Our strength lies in being together. Commitment doesn't bring restriction, loss. It's not dull or boring. It brings freedom, life, adventure, purpose, love, rest and peace. Rest and peace. I have to change the wording of that. It's driving me crazy. Peace and rest. That's it. Come to know Jesus for His yoke is light. Puts it on you and what you thought was going to happen is not restrictive at all. It brings freedom to who you are. It gives you the outcomes you need in life. It gives you rest and peace for your soul. It, it, it's something that will change you. So my, my story to the church tonight is that your commitment's important to God and His house, to His people. Your commitment is so important. Don't let the culture of our society tell you that it's not important. It is very important for you, and for the others that need to find Jesus in this time. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes tonight?